1: Good morning, Elsie. How are you?
0: Oh, just peachy. Yay that for me. That doesn't
1: sound me. You're
0: just,
1: you're, Your voice never matches your sentiment. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm great. Eeyore, <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's What's my up? favorite. Um, it's good. On? You know, this is a hard week for me because of the whole... Like, I always put myself through this with my taxes week. I think you've known me now long enough that whenever my tax appointment is coming, it's always the same. Um, and oh. then every time it's over, I always go, Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Every time it's over, I always go, Ugh, I really need to not do this again, meaning my lack of preparation. And then I keep it going, mm-hmm. meaning I prepare for the next year for the next like week. You know, mm-hmm. I start to do the, pro- like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, these are the steps I'm going to take to not put myself through this next year. And I set it all up and I go, these yeah, are Yeah, the but things. we never
1: do it. I and do then, yeah, things.
0: and I never do it. And so then, the you know, before, and then this year I was like, okay, my appointment is on this date. I'm going to start preparing for it way before. And sure enough, a week before the appointment's out. Oh my God. So, oh
1: my god! It always Every happens. Year.
0: Yeah, and I don't really you know what you should
1: do to avoid it. Is maybe put something in your calendar like three months prior to start getting your shit together. I actually, but just, actually put it in the calendar. Yeah, so I that you
0: don't. Yeah, totally. I think I, 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 what I did this year that's slightly different than I would have done before is I started a Trello board because I hadn't done that in the past. I usually have like a running, like just a pure text file that has all my notes in there for the year, which is it's the easiest thing for me to keep track of but this time what 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 really stops me is the first step like whenever i go like okay i'm I'm ready to do it right i'm ready to start what's my first Mm -hmm. step like i always get stuck on the okay do i go here first or do i go here first okay what what should i look for first (laughs) and it's that first step that always an accountant Yes, and and I actually started thinking about something like that. I'm like, what would it take to have somebody who can help me out where they do the work and they don't ask for very much money because (laughs) where I could just because it's really not that much work because I don't have I don't know so we'll see. It is
1: that much work every year you get. All up in a tizzy about it. I totally do. And then, and, and I
0: still miss a lot of things. Like I still miss many things where I end up not doing it. Like I'll have my appointment and then he'll go, did you look at these expenses? And I'm like, oh no, I didn't do it. And, but that doesn't mean like, that doesn't mean I can just really quickly go look. It means that I never took, I never have, like I didn't have a track. I didn't track it. So I'm. Not, I am do not
1: understand. How hard could this be? I mean, you get PayPal payments and you get and payments. Right. Why is it so hard? Because
0: everything has to be itemized and everything goes in different little places. Doesn't it do that for you in PayPal? How many places are you no, paying? No, like, out as of? in, like, every. No, no, no. Everything needs to be itemized. As in, like, this was a. What type of a business expense? This was an advertising expense. this was a, a business systems expense. this was a you know this was an upkeep expense. This was an equipment expense. this was a software expense. This was a an office expense. like all of it has to go yeah, into the but you little place have a
1: spreadsheet that PayPal gives you.
0: Yes, but it, then it still has to go into my little place where I have all the stuff. So I have a spreadsheet where everything goes into and I also have to have, you know, the receipt that goes along with it and all the stuff. So all of it has to be itemized. And so even just doing things like that where I have to go inside of, you know, uh, like Acuity, right? So I go inside Acuity Mm -hmm. and I have to then import the invoice for the month inside of Mm -hmm. my spreadsheet with all of the corresponding receipts. Manually, because it's from what it's like one to you know 12, and I have to have that receipt, and then I have the receipts for Lipson, and I have to go in there and get all the receipts for Lipson, and then I have to go in to get to Dropbox and get the receipt for Dropbox, and then I have to go into Blackblaze and do the thing for Backblaze. and then for so all of those things. But then now I am looking at the small, I just can't you just do a Google? Hold on,
1: can't you just do a Gmail search for receipt? Yes, but you still have to manually try. do the
0: print out into PDF and all of the stuff, and I'm put it put everything into its proper place. So I have all the I think receipts. You might be complicating it. I don't think I'm, I'm complicating it. The I don't biggest
2: thing with it. this is to get a system, and then the hardest part is following the system. So there's mm-hmm. there's a thousand true, right. things that you could use. You could use Dropbox. You could use you know those scan scanners. You could scan the receipts in. I love the picture of where uh, your daughters took the receipts and cut them into little snowflakes.
1: Oh my god, that, that was, was the best thing I ever no. saw. It no, was so awesome. That was awful. Oh my god, I just loved it. I no. loved it. I loved it. I loved it.
0: So just to <laughs> let the people, know, but just to let the people know, I had you know all of my receipts for um Podfest. I had all of those because those receipts go to Libsyn, right? And so I have an expense expense spreadsheet that I have to report to Lipson. I have I have to give them the actual receipt. And then there's a spreadsheet where I input, you know, put all the information in there and then I send that off and then they reimburse me. And um, so I had all of these receipts inside of a like a a Ziploc bag next to my bed, like right next to my bed. And um, I was like most accountants do. Like most economists mm-hmm. do. And then I was in <laughs> I was in the living room working and then hunter my nine-year-old actually comes back and she is super stoked and she looks at me and she goes mama look what i made and then she shows me this beautiful like long like like snowflake you know those snowflakes that you cut for christmas like a big long thing made out of paper she's like look at i made art isn't this and i'm like oh my gosh this is so pretty and she goes yeah it's from just from the receipt from a receipt and i was like oh cool i didn't even think because We have so many of those really long receipts from like Whole Foods and or like regular, you know, supermarket or something. So we have so many of those that I thought, oh, she just found one of those. And then I come inside the bedroom and I see all of the little bits and pieces of receipts. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I realized she took out the receipts from the little Ziploc bag. And those are the promptly ones that shit she used. in your
1: pants because yeah. that's what I would have done.
0: Yes, I. I, I she um,
2: got into yeah. your stash. Yeah,
0: yes, yeah, she did. But she didn't. But the thing is, she didn't mean like she didn't in any way. Like I, there was no like special place for these things. They were next to the bed inside of a ziploc. She didn't even think about it, right? But I did right. get very. I mean, I was I was mad. I was like, Oh I mean, I was mostly mad at myself because I left them in such a vulnerable place. I should have known better.
2: I was say, I wonder how many financial podcasters that listen to this show right now <laughs> are yelling at their yes, podcast catcher. <laughs> They're probably yelling at it right now about yeah, all yeah, everything you're yeah. talking about. And here's the other thing yeah.
0: too, that everybody everybody has a solution. Everybody's like, Well, why don't you just Yeah, really, of course they do. But but here's the other thing. It doesn't matter, like every one of us has a thing. That we need to work on, and that's everybody's like, Well, Jess, <laughs> all you have to do is fill in the blank, drink more water, mm-hmm. go outside mm-hmm. and rock around the block. You know, like you could just you, everybody has a solution that seems incredibly simple to them, and unless you <laughs> are ready to take on and say yes to sure. it with all of yourself. It doesn't matter how simple the solution, it's not going to happen.
2: You know, I think it's the problem is, is because it's only once a year. The pain's only you're once right. a year. So I think really, that that's what it so is. So if it was Absolutely. every month, you would probably do something more to it. And yeah, you, if I hear one more person tell me to uh, eat less and, yeah. and, and move more, yeah. I'm going to throat punch yeah.
0: them. Yeah, no, you're right. And but see, I understand
2: because, what you're saying. Yeah,
0: And so I think that that's what it is. Most other people... Think they have the solution, and it's only this. And so when the majority of that choice really has to be an inter- again an internal choice, and it has to be up to you to do it. And for and you for me, you totally nailed it, John. Because it is the pain only is once a year, and there's times for me where I feel like the time investment throughout the year, like spread out, like I could do, but be- I could be doing better things. I'd rather just cram it all into one week than have that mind like have it suck my time up and at other times of the because i feel
1: like that too actually because just suffer for one week don't let it piddle away at my soul all year (laughs) yeah
0: and also you know what it is it's true it's like i've tried to do this kind of thing for um for social media marketing and stuff like that where i have set up systems for sort of keeping better track of of some things more for getting data points. And I find that I spend more time administrating than I do actually creating things like the content. And, and then what happens is my time is used less wisely because I am, uh, I am doing more of the, uh, what do you call the admin and then I don't work as well. And that's how I feel about this kind of stuff too. It's like I feel like I need to have an assistant. I need or somebody who's doing the admin stuff, the stuff that is
1: just time consuming. Totally. And I thought I was your assistant. Uh, <laughs> shut up! You know you're not my assistant. you <laughs> dark. I Just kidding. Uh, I like to play assistant. I'm a not, not an assistant, but I play one on TV.
2: You know, it's it's funny. It's the same thing with podcasting. In other words whatever you're good at is what you're going to gravitate to is what you're going to want to do for me it's the technical side of it i love this part of it and the sound and everything and the content but i hate the social media and the promotion so even if i do this oh, i'm going to set it up or i'll see somebody else is doing a great job and i'll try to copy what they're doing it always gets back to the time where like yeah i'll do that later and later never comes you almost have to chain yourself to the desk and say okay for That's this right. amount of time, three times a week or four times a week, or however long it takes, I'm going to chain myself to the desk and I'm going to write four tweets so I can at least get one out a day and then try to double that. Because until you do that, it's it's what you hate, it's what you don't like, but it's really what you need to do the most. So it's, it's the same thing, kind of, sort of.
0: Yeah. No, it it, 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 yeah. it absolutely is. So, yeah, there's resistance, obviously. And I think, it, you know, and it's true, it's like it's, a, it's about the amount of people that – are in front of you and and helping you out because with some of this kind of stuff, the only way know that I would make any progress would be to be accountable to somebody, but not even accountable to somebody on a phone call. I, I would need somebody to like be next to me. Like that's all I know is that they need to be next to me and kind of essentially hold my hand. In the same way that when I was doing practicing yoga a lot more consistently, it was because I was showing up to class. Like having a practice at home is so much harder, you know, because you have to do it yourself. It's so much easier to have the support of other people around you to get stuff done. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we listen to um, a little tip that we have from our, one of our sponsors of this week? What do you think, Jess?
3: Improving your room can have a huge effect on your sound. First of all, you need to think about quiet. You need to think about the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Can you turn it off? Is it too noisy? Think about traffic both outside your house and inside your house, outside your room and inside your room. Think about the computer itself and the fans. I once had a client who had a fan that was so noisy, it was vibrating the desk, and it was sending vibrations into the stand that her ATR2100 sat on, and it created a big hum that we had to get rid of. In your room, you also need to think about two things, absorption and diffusion. Absorption is what it sounds like. It absorbs sound. So things like a carpet are good if you have wood floors. You can even hang drapes on the walls. Heavy drapes will absorb a lot of sound. Diffusion breaks up the sound. A simple way to do this is just have bookcases in your room with books. That'll keep the sound bouncing in all different directions instead of directly back at the mic. You also need to think about the location you are recording in the room. You want to be away from walls, but not in the direct center line of the room if you can possibly avoid it. Being away from walls prevents early reflections and not being in the center of the room prevents weird things from happening as the sound waves bounce back towards the center of the room. And if all else fails and you can't get your room exactly the way you need it, always record 15 seconds of silence. Even noise reduction plugins and free software like Audacity do a great job of removing noise if you can let Audacity analyze part of your sound file that is supposed to be silence.
0: My name is Tina Conroy. I am the host of the Intuitive Women podcast. I am thrilled that Emerald City Productions is my producer for my show. I know I couldn't have done this alone. When I decided to do a podcast, it was very overwhelming and it was pretty scary. I'm so glad that Danny helps me through all of this. I've had trouble with sound over the last year or so, and he's always gotten a call with me. We fixed issues. There's even been times where I've sent him what I thought would be the episode, and then after hearing it, I asked that we could redo it again. He's so patient, and he's always there to help me with a perfect show. So thank you so much, Danny, for all that you do.
1: That's actually a really good tip, because I am actually sitting in the exact location of my room that he said, and I didn't know that about leaving silence. Did you? But if you leave yes. silence, it'll well, like yeah. pick up the room for a second. Yeah,
2: it's one of my pet peeves because yes. a lot of people, when they send me stuff, they'll they'll do what I call cleaning for the cleaning lady, like they'll try to like cut off the ends of the roast. And so, yeah. what I need that tail, I need the tail at the beginning and at the end. I, well, he said 15 seconds. I pray for five, like if I could get five, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if fifteen's, ex, but I pray for like if somebody could just sit there and not say anything, don't breathe. <laughs> Don't sniff. Don't move papers. <laughs> just give me the ambient room noise so that, you know, I can use the processes. And then I also like to grab like a little quarter second of silence. I call the quarter second of goodness. And then I can cut out like breaths and ums and stuff like that by just selecting and pasting in the ambient room noise. So, yeah, that's a – I'll tell you that uh, one thing of about editing is if you send your editor a nice piece of audio and you leave a tail on both ends – He'll love you.
0: We love that. And Danny has
2: some pipes, doesn't he? I I wish I could. If I had Danny's pipe, forget about editing, Danny. You should just be going out doing voiceovers.
0: (laughs) I know, he should. But see, here's so funny. This is what's so funny. It's like, it would be like torture for us to do like rooms, like for 15 seconds of room silence for like Jess and I in some way. Because inevitably, somebody's going to shift, somebody's going to bunk bump something somebody's gonna open something somebody's gonna
1: <laughs> drop but
2: something. i don't want to I see i have a th- i have a thing that i do with you too. that i don't i don't know if i should oh, if no, i tell you about us. it don't then it'll stop. Because
1: we'll stop why okay. what is it what is it
2: well what i, I do know. is i say okay remember we're gonna all right we're gonna start so all right so get ready everybody ready and you're like sitting there and i, I i'm counting to five <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit the music. So I'm sitting there like, like you're all waiting for the music to start. And then while you're doing it, I'm counting the five. So I do oh, get my five Oh, you're doing that on second. purpose. Yes. Right. Oh. But then most of the time you guys are still giggling and stuff before we start the show. <laughs> well,
1: you make so us sound do kind of ruin silly. It. Oh, you're my God. You're making it sound like we're doing something silly. Uh, well, most of the time you, the
2: pre-show is pretty funny. Uh, the true. stuff that we do in the very beginning. I'll
1: give you that. Yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So very good tips. Okay. That was a tip from Danny Osmond, Emerald City Productions. His website, emeraldcitypro.com, and he has very graciously offered a free. 30-minute sound quality assessment for anyone that is going to produce a production package. So go to EmeraldCityPro.com. Please tell him that you heard his ad on our show so we all know that these ads work. EmeraldCityPro.com. 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 Ask for Danny Osmond. He is the boss. He's kind of awesome. Actually, if you go to his website, his studio is a mozzing. Oh. He has the most beautiful office of anyone I've ever seen. It's like wood and all the walls are soundproof and he's got like the badass speakers behind him. He looks like a podcasting evil genius sits in this chair. You oh should go gosh. see. He's got a Himalayan salt lamp in the middle. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Wow. Uh, Emeraldcitypro.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you, Danny, for that tip. Those were so useful, I thought. Yes. I mean, I was, you know, following along and making sure I was doing everything right. So it was fun.
0: Yay. Awesome sauce. So now, can we move into some news?
1: The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Okay, so this week, this week, Edison Research released new data. The Infinite Dial 2018 came out. Hooray, hoorah, hooray, hoorah. Unfortunately, none of the information was really that different. It was all the same, (laughs) plus two points. There's your report. The only thing that was different of note that I thought – I mean, lots of people are like, oh, we're noticing steady growth. Oh, look at this. This is happening. This is happening. Just add two points to everything except – how many people are on Facebook? Subtract five points. The end. Yeah, it, it actually but was. Seriously, something along it's those the lines. first time in the history of Facebook, like five percent less people are using Facebook, and everything else is growing. Snapchat, Instagram, not Twitter, but like Snapchat and Instagram are growing, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and News so they over.
0: said that, no, but, but-,
2: but the old people are still using Facebook.
0: Right. And see, here is the thing too that they were really. So the, the the difference that they were talking about is that this is that Facebook, the social media site, had lost or had decreased, but Facebook company continues to grow. So that's like that he did he did make make sure that that was very clear, simply because you know Instagram is a property of Facebook and Instagram is for sure expanding and growing and 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 doing its thing. So. Yeah, but but definitely it was one of the first times that Facebook
1: hadn't grown to the degree no, that most people No, it's the had only done. time. Yeah, that's it's true. the <laughs> only time. It's not one of the first times. It's, it's the, the only, only time. time since 2008 that Facebook has not only not grown but diminished.
2: Hmm. Well, they keep the messing with time. it. The only
1: time. No, it's not cuz they keep messing with it. It's because this is the first time that they have It's not They've always kept messing with it. This is the first time in 10 years it has been proven to be fooling us, messing with our emotions, giving us false information, and generally trying to make us more depressed. All of that happened, like, in the last year. We learned Facebook is fucking with your feels and telling you all the wrong news. That's why it's diminishing. Before that, they were like... We're gonna make the page look like this. We're gonna make the feed do this. You want to see these friends? We'll show you these friends. You want to see these friends? We'll show you. This is the first time they're like wop wop, mm. <laughs> and so I think people are like, no, thank you. But you know, Instagram's feed is annoying. Why can't it just be chronological? I- I'm afraid to like something. If I like something, it's all I'm gonna see. Yeah, it's it's Instagram. The I have to yeah. say, Instagram. I've been using Instagram now for a couple weeks, more heavily and more heavily. And I have to say it is way more annoying than Facebook. I mean, I'd rather have my feels fucked with and at least know that what I'm seeing in the feed is like somewhat chronological or whatever. But like with Instagram, I just feel like I keep seeing the same people stuff over and over. God forbid I like something. That's all I see. I can't get to, you know, I'm following like 500 people, some of which I'll never see. I don't think I'll ever get to see it ever. And then yep. what's with all the ads? Every third one is an ad that I don't want, that I, they think I want stuff, and then I kind of do want the stuff, and then I'm annoyed that they're pulling me in. Yeah. Uh, how do I make it do what I want? It's just I'm at their whim. I'm at their whim. I yep. find that so irritating.
0: Yeah. I actually really love Instagram, but because I have- I know, but why have is complete, it so
1: annoying? Why is it annoying me?
0: I have a completely different use for it. I follow people that I don't follow anywhere else on Instagram and I, I really go down rabbit holes in Instagram. like I don't I very rarely see the people that I have known for a long time, like like even people like you. like I don't I don't see you on my feed very much like I know um because I I have to look yeah I have to look yeah exactly and the thing is so
1: irritating though
0: but I am seeing things that I'm interested about and I keep on commenting on that and it's because I'm it's really strange I'm using it for difference and expansion and the ads that I'm getting I really like because they are really keyed in to the things that are resonating with me. So I'm actually strategic in the way that I consume Facebook and it becomes more of a research place for me. I, and again, I keep saying I go down rabbit holes, but I add so many people because I want to see what they have to say and I connect with them in that way. But nobody that I know, like I almost rarely follow people that I know. Does that make sense? Like, it's all new people. Well, that's odd. it's all very. When new. I first
1: signed up, though, it made me follow all the people I followed on Facebook, and I yeah, can't get I, rid of every. I mean, I would love to get rid of them all, but I can't. It's I, impossible. Yeah. I
0: actually never did that, so everybody that I
1: follow, I didn't mean
0: to do it. Yeah, I, I
1: hate it when they do like
0: follow this. So and so is up there. I hate that. So I actually I didn't mean don't to do
1: it, but like I'd love to get rid of some of them.
0: And then what sucks is that when you want to stop following them. You have to go into the person's. You have to like g- go into their profile to unfollow them, and that's annoying as I'll get out because you have to Actually, manually. It's do much that.
1: easier online. I'm doing it online, and it's much easier. Oh, good.
0: That's really good. And yeah. you know and and so I follow I honestly follow all kinds of people that I I haven't followed any like I don't follow the majority of the people that I follow on Instagram. I do not follow anywhere else like on Twitter or on Facebook, none of that stuff. Not because I don't like them, but because I want to follow them on Instagram or this is where I found them. And I'm a really big fan of Following brands, but like shop, like not big brands, but smaller brands that sell things like stores. And um, I do a yes, lot of I shopping. Yes, I bought that
1: t shirt, Phenomenal Woman t Yeah.
0: I do a lot of shopping on Facebook. I mean, sorry, on Instagram. And I, because they really draw me in. Like I, I follow so many local, local stores, so many local restaurants, so many small businesses, um, so many. Like and you know when you like okay so let's say you go over to because I bought that t shirt it's from Phenomenally and it's this um it says phenomenal woman and it and like it's like a thirty five dollar t shirt and it goes all of the pro- proceeds go to these incredible charities and I really love them but if let's say I go okay now I'm gonna follow Phenomenally and then if you go follow Phenomenally it automatically starts to expand and um into all of. Uh, all of these other kind of accounts that are kind of like phenomenally. Uh, usually it, it shows like the people who started it and then other companies that are like that. So I generally do that. Whenever I follow one account, I all of a sudden follow 10 because I'm really I'm like, ooh, this person looks neat. Ooh, this person looks neat. Ooh, this person looks neat. And you can tell that I go through I go through processes of like, let's say I'm looking for tattoos a tattoo artist or something, if I'm researching tattoos, all of a sudden I follow like 15 tattoo artists. And or if I'm like, Oh, I want to, I want to know about, you know, primal food, like things that have to do like, you know, some kind of really awesome paleo chefs or something that are on Instagram, then I'll follow 10 of those. you know. So all of the stuff on Instagram for me is quite uh, expansive like that. So so I that's why I like it. It's different because when I go on Facebook, I feel the same thing. It's like I'm like it's these people again, but when I go on Instagram, it's yeah. a completely different <laughs> thing. It's a different. It's a totally completely different. Like I don't see the same stuff. And then that way, if I go on Facebook, then I then it's weird. Then I see your Instagram posts, Jess. When I well, go to yeah, Facebook, same, it's I so see it. I know. So I, I don't know. And I guess maybe we should think about that from the perspective of. Uh, podcasting too because I do li- I follow a lot of podcasters um on on Instagram and I follow primarily just to watch them promote themselves I've been kind of seeing things that work things that don't work when when this works when that doesn't work I love to get inspired by some of the ideas that some people are putting out there I you know I really dive into the content I uh, I see when people get reactions um So I I really enjoy doing research like that. And interestingly, since I also run the Lipson Instagram account, that's all podcasters. And so I'm getting a really big education now as to how podcasters are promoting themselves. When, you know, I talked about this last time a couple of years ago, I went into Facebook to start the Lipson account and it was like crickets, like no one, no one was there. It was awful. It was like, oh my God. But now there's so many people, and I have to say there's a lot of podcasters that are doing great stuff on Facebook, and there's a lot of podcasters that are doing awful stuff on Facebook. On, I'm sorry, not Facebook. Instagram is what I meant to say. Insta, so, yeah, and Instagram, yeah. Instagram, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great stuff and awful mm-hmm. stuff. There's very little in yeah. between stuff where <laughs> I know, it, it's true. either amazing and horrible. So it's like, <laughs> oh, so my
2: God. So what's true. amazing?
0: Amazing is is whenever like uh, whenever they when podcasters start to build community and usually it's the community driven podcasters, the ones that have a posse behind them, um, like a what a, a posse it's kind of like what she podcast is like that. It's sort of like, um, I think Super Mamas. I think that that's what they're called. They're like this group of uh, it's a it's a Latina couple, kind of like it. Kind of like Jess and myself, two moms that are – they they actually used to have this restaurant. They actually – are so, some of the co-owners of this restaurant that I used to go to in L.A. a long, long, long time ago. I had no idea that they owned them. It's called Guelaguetza, and Guelaguetza is Oaxacan food, and it's so yummy. Guelaguetza. It's so good. They have like this insane, insanely yummy food. But anyway – Um, I had no idea that they were on Instagram and that they had a podcast. And so they're called Super Mamas. And it's the Super Mamas podcast. And they've got over 11,000 followers. Um, They have a weekly podcast. And they do an incredible job. Promoting their show on their Instagram account, uh, they have pictures of themselves. They um, they also have pictures of of the community. They show images of things that they support, their kids, their history. Like you can immediately understand who they are as a co- like as as a cohesive show by just looking at their Instagram account, and they really inspire a lot of people to kind of step into their ecosystem. They also each individually have their own Instagram account uh, above that. So of course I follow super mamas and then I I follow each one of the co-hosts. And so I I really appreciate what they're doing on Instagram. And it's something that I teach inside of the E-League, which is from show to ecosystem. And that concept for me is that you essentially, you have a hub where that everything leads into but also there could be people who are never going to step into the entire of your ecosystem they're just going to follow you in one place so i feel that super mamas does an amazing job just being on instagram so i get i get all that i need from Supermamas on Instagram. And I'm sad to say right now that I haven't listened to their podcast, not because I don't want to, but because I like somebody as somebody who listens to podcasts all day long and also as part of my job, I have a harder time adding more listening things to, into my ears, but I'm completely unusual and I will listen. But I know that I feel like I'm part of the Super Mamas community, even though I'm not a podcast listener. Does that make sense?
2: well you're going to be so that's good so can i so the next thing is without outing anybody what are people doing bad on or horrible on Instagram like what do you see that's horrible when that they doing as when they come
0: in and they post their latest episode and they have a graphic that is so cluttered with information you don't even know what it is and then they put it up and they go we just put our f- latest episode up it's awesome and then they go you can find it at, on Spotify At Libsyn, at Apple Podcasts, at Stitcher, at, and they just put all of these things and all of these hashtags and there's no, nothing else. And it's always the same post, but with a new episode.
1: Yes. I hate this. So then
0: like, when you look at it, you're like, you essentially say thank you, but it has no, like, it doesn't, this, this post could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It doesn't matter where I see it. It doesn't in any way reach out to me and tell me anything about you, like at all. Uh, and, And so, you know, when I go to these accounts, sometimes I'll go in and I'll see almost exactly the same graphic the entire time. And it's not appealing to me at all. It's like a placeholder. And it doesn't tell me anything more about your podcast, what you're about, who your community is. Um, why I should listen. Like there's none of that stuff. There aren't any posts in between that make me want to be part of something.
1: So this week, another sponsor that we're excited to talk about is Podcast Movement. Um, we are planning, first of all, She Podcast is planning some very exciting things for Podcast Movement. But let me just tell you really quickly about the event in case you're new to the world and you've never heard of it. Podcast movement this year is going to be in Philadelphia. It is the largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters or anyone looking to start their own podcast the right way. And I say that with my fingers in quotes. Um, join over 2,000 podcasters from around the world this July 23rd through the 26th for three days of workshops, panels, parties, put Patagonias, uh Peanut butter, uh, and it's all in Philadelphia. Um, the conference over offers over a hundred sessions on topics ranging from the technical aspects of setting up your equipment and the audio to marketing and monetizing your current or future show. The expo hall in Philadelphia is ginormous, and it features over sixty podcast service and equipment providers. So whether you're looking for a microphone, trying to figure out where to host. Anyone who matters will be on site and there to help you out. It's also a good place to meet some of the people you've always wanted to meet. I got to do a quick interview of Mark Maron. I've done quick interviews of Pat Flynn and Cliff Ravenscraft and Srini uh, wow. Rao. And um, I said Rao. Srini Rao. I just couldn't remember his last name for a second. I had a brain bust. Um who else have I interviewed? I didn't get to see I really wanted to see Aisha Tyler, but I only saw her on stage. But um anyway, I've met the most amazing people of Podcast Movement. I've made the best connections at those events. They're huge, they're fun, they do have great parties. Please go to podcastmovement.com and enter she P, right? Or she podcasts. She P. She P She P. And enter she for $50 off any level of registration. Um, they are also, we are going to be doing a lot more promotion as the days get closer. We're very excited to be partnering with them and doing some fun stuff. So please come. Philadelphia is my hometown. I really want to see everyone there. It's always more fun when you are there. And John's going to be there this year. Da 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 Exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, that's it for podcast movement. Um, I'm sitting here thinking About what other news It's such a slow news week as far as news Everything was infinite dial And then there was like not much else to discuss I mean like there's like gossip Like about Michael Rappaport and how he's like pissing everyone off He pissed somebody off on On his podcast Or on somebody else's podcast and I read this morning That their posse Asked their audience To he just got 20,000 One star reviews (gasps) Whoa. Because, because he pissed someone off and then they went to go hold on, I want to look it up and see if it's true. I am rap rapaport. Just see if it if it's uh the mess that they said it was, because that was hilarious. Oh my god. What
2: could you say to make twenty thousand people go to iTunes yep. and give you a now one? Now it's up to thirty
1: five thousand.
2: <gasps> one star so reviews.
1: It went from being a three point five out of five to a one and a half stars out of five. Well, you didn't piss off 35,000 people. They said, go leave a review on this asshole's. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But wait, some of the reviews are hilarious. Some of them just say, not a good listen. Trash. Yeah, see. Mike has herpes. He got fired. Now he's done now. Oh, he got fired from something. That's what it was. He got fired from something. And then, uh, wait, I can't. I got to stop. I got to close my eyes. Uh, so I don't read the reviews um, He got fired from something and he, he bad the company Who then went and told their audience to go leave him a bad review This last one though is perfect A walking and wheezing used condom Looking <gasps> softly Looking softy with the voice of my 95-year-old chain-smoking grandma Couldn't make it through 30 minutes of an episode I'd rather step on Legos barefoot all day Or eat soup with a fork Oh my gosh
2: <laughs> Now that that is now some that classic is a
0: review. That is there a,
2: you go. Yeah.
0: Holy monkeys! And you Keep. can't. And you know, it's like uh, the power of the posse, man. The power of your mm-hmm. of your people to step out and and say something. You know,
1: uh, I hope that some of most of stuff them just is- say trash, clown, trash. You're a bum, trash, hot trash, uh, hot garbage. Yeah,
0: that's not good.
2: Man. And, it, and that never goes away. No. Nope. Like, they'll never go back and – because they'll never go back and take that off. They can't. Well, I mean, I mean Apple, they can go back and Apple change it.
0: Apple can do that. Apple can take some of that stuff off. But it has to – like, you kind of have to prove that it's it's sort of against the the terms of service where it is in in some way – you know violent aggressive, or that is harming the brand in 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 some way you know not 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 as in like and somebody has put something out that it really truly is like bad, but if somebody's out there mm-hmm. bad mouthing people you if you can prove like defamatory material or anything like that then um you know, you you can totally do that. But it, they don't do that very often. Apple doesn't necessarily do that very often. And I know that this has happened in the past, too. Where,
1: and what a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. But see, there, there's there been other times when nefarious practices like this. Do you remember, John? I think you might have remembered this a while, a while ago. And I'm not sure if Jess and I spoke about it on this show. But I just happened to have been looking through our show notes for the feed. And I saw that there was a, a point there where there was that, the, those People that were going to their competitors and leaving one-star I was reviews. just
2: thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. So what it was, it was a, a crime. That's fucked up. Crime, yeah. and, co- crime and Cocktails. They they started a podcast, and what they did, they went to every other crime podcast, and they put a one-star review. And said, this podcast is neither drunk nor funny. Please go listen to <laughs> Crime and Cocktails. And they did it Whoa. on 31 shows. Well... They got again what happened was someone reported on the Apple, and those uh one star reviews were uh, actually taken off. but what every other podcaster did after that was you know put out into the Facebook community, they went and listened, and then crime and cocktails got a bunch of one star reviews for themselves, so a little bit of karma mm.
0: yeah, so you can and it's it's just tough whenever you can you could see how you can leverage uh both. Apple Podcast, iTunes, you know, to because it's set with an algorithm, right? So this isn't curated manually by a human, unless they decide to go in there and change things manually here and there. But there is a certain process by which that, that some of that stuff has to work, and also, you know, the power of your community and asking your community to do certain things. And I know, and here's another interesting thing: like, what would it take? Like, what is the type of thing that your community would do for you like this? Usually, whenever you mobilize a community, you don't ask of them to do things like this very often. I feel like these are some thoughts that I've, I've been having about this. You don't ask them to do it all the time, meaning you don't make them do something every week. And also, you only request it when it really matters. And what I see from a lot of different podcasters is that they keep asking pod- their community to do all kinds of stuff. All the time. They're over it. They don't want to. Like if I keep, if, if we keep asking our people, like, you go leave the review, go sign up for my thing. I'm doing a program. Um, Can you, we're going to be doing a show live in, you know, Kansas, you know, and all of these different things. And if you keep on asking your people to do all of these things, they're kind of not going to know what to do. Right. And, and I, and, and that renders people just they, they just won't take action with you. I know that, you know, for Lipson for the for the show, for the feed, we rarely ask them to do anything. Like we don't I don't really ha- we don't really have anything. Like we don't ask them to sign up for anything. We don't ask them to leave us reviews or anything. The only thing we ask is for feedback. And one thing that I'm proud of is that I generally get a piece of feedback within an hour of release, which is awesome. So either email, comment, something that is from somebody who's actually listened versus somebody going like, great show, guys, but they actually have a comment. And the other thing mm-hmm. that I noticed today, too, is that I did have a call to action this week on the show. I offered, uh, you know, that Trello board that I have for social media marketing that I only offer to my clients, and then I... I have mentioned it on the show one time before and I just mentioned it and I said, you guys can sign up, um, can look at this board for free. You just have to follow the link. The link is only in the show notes. So you're going to have to go to the show notes. And um, as of now, there's been 13 people who have signed up. So um, from that, now that's going to, I just want you guys to know too, that we have over a thousand listeners per episode per month for the feed. And you could Whoa. see it as only thirteen, but hey, it's thirteen. So I I don't I don't want you guys to think that whenever you do a call to action for your show, it's gonna be like hundreds of people, even though you have thousands. Um, my guesstimate for call to action is possibly point zero five percent of your listeners are actually gonna take action. That's what I figure. 0.01 mm-hmm. to 0.0. for these basic things so don't think that they're all going to do it they won't even if they want to so this for me was has been big and it's really nice to see that there's been so many people that have signed up for trello and that's the only reason i get those comments because i see like oh so-and-so signed up on your recommendation so i've had 13 people sign up for trello in the past
1: (laughs) Like wow! I know. Awesome! I'm like woohoo! You will get it for free forever. The longer I use it, the more I get it for free too. Actually, <laughs> I know. It's pretty fun. So I'm so excited <laughs> to get it too, 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 too. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway, awesome. I have something else that I want to bring up. Maybe maybe we can go into some tool tips. Could we do that? Elsie's tool tips. Okay. So. At, right now, we are recording this, this episode are. of She Podcasts uh, in this fashion because we are, because I have the crappiest internet in the whole entire planet. So, this is our setup at this moment. I am recording locally on my computer using Amadeus Pro and my H2N. So, my voice is being recorded there, and I am not connected to John and Jessica via the computer. At the same time, I am using my iPhone and I'm using Skype on the iPhone to hear them so they can hear me via my phone. So the audio that's going into them is not the audio that's going to be on the episode. Thank God. Uh, Because, you know, so because of the crappy phone and stuff. So, but here's my problem. My problem is that Um, Whenever I do this setup, I can't mute what's happening here. And so what I generally do when we record via Skype is that when I'm talking, um, I obviously I'm unmuted. But whenever I stop talking, I mute myself because that way nothing comes into the recording. John gets a cleaner recording. And if somebody comes into the room, if I have to talk to my girls, if I have to do anything like that, I don't have to stop the show. So if Jessica and John are talking, I don't have to be like, okay, excuse me, guys, I have to go deal with this. I'm usually muted and I deal with all that stuff and they don't even hear it and I can just come back. But whenever we have this setup, I can't mute. So I got um, a suggestion from one of the feed listeners because I, I mentioned this on the show and they gave me this really neat little app called Shush s h u s h and this is for the mac it's five it's four dollars and 99 cents and what shush does is uh at its core it it works like an external mute button so it mutes oh it mutes your voice no matter no matter where but i'm going to continue but i'm going to give you the scoop on what why what's good and what's bad so when would you use this? You would use this in a scenario like mine at this moment, or you would use this like, let's say you're doing an, something else um, that you're recording or or like, you know, there there is no way for you to mute yourself inside of the phone or go to meeting or, you know, any of those other things like Google Hangouts or anything like that. Let's even though all of those guys have mute uh, functionalities. So you can do that. Um And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use it today. I downloaded it. I have it in here. It's a super light little app that you can have on your Mac. And it's got all these great uses and all this stuff. And as soon as I turn it on, it says unmuted, unmutable devices, your H2N. And I was like, oh, (laughs) so even though I downloaded it so I could mute my H2N, it doesn't do it. So I'm very bummed but I'm sharing Boo. I know but I'm His. sharing the app anyway for you, with you guys because I think if you have like this is a great tool to have if you have a Mac for $4.99 to have something like this where if there's something that you cannot mute Uh, Some microphones, it looks here like where they do have the specifics of certain devices that cannot be muted um, because that's at a system level, but there are some uh, microphones that can, absolutely. So if your microphone does not have a mute within it and it's not one of the unmutable devices, you could use this $5 app and totally save yourself some editing uh, if you need it. So. I just thought I'd share that.
1: How about that, John? One of the Unmutables. Are
0: the Unmutables, I know.
2: Well, last week... uh the, like the, girls the
0: Undesirables? Came in, kind of. Right.
2: The girls came in to talk to Elsie, and the door kept opening and closing. I got most of them, but there was one time when Elsie was talking, and the door shut, so I couldn't get that one. And then there was a time where uh, Isaac had also... Same episode. Isaac had walked in <laughs> yeah, on Jessica, yeah. and yep. I was able to get all that out because Elsie was talking. And the nice thing about it was you guys just were... Just you could hear the all that noise in the background and you just kept talking and it didn't even throw you off. So that was and that's also the nice thing about recording someone on separate tracks. Because yeah. if you record it all on the same track that it all would be, it would in be a there. disaster. You cannot mm-hmm. get it out. I don't know if that's a yay or a nay with the app. I mean, and just because it didn't work for you and you're out four ninety nine, but
0: but it's good. I mean, it's a good, yeah, it's a good thing. And I think that maybe you guys can test it out if you guys ever need this, because I, I do feel that it's important. And a lot of things don't have mute capabilities. And those are like, I mean, at, th- at this moment, that's something else that I'm still looking for, to be able to in some way mute the audio, since the mic itself doesn't have a mute uh, capability, because it really is important. And, you, you know, and I, and I, I guess kind of staying with with audio production and audio leveling specifically. I, I I also listened to another, I listened to another podcast, you know, for, for, um, to see somebody that we might be working with here very soon. And, and again, it, it's in, interesting how for me, it no longer is about the quality of audio, meaning, uh, whether or not you even have a proper microphone or if your guest has a proper microphone, um, it, I, I'm okay with, with phone quality. I, I really am okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the volume changes between people. That is more of a deal breaker for me than, than you having, like, I'd rather you do a show entirely on the phone, like the whole thing. So that you come in and you're like, hi, my name is so-and-so. And and the whole thing is on a phone line. Like I would would prefer that. Then you come in with your wonderful microphone. And then you do your interview. And then you sound loud and super great. And then your guest is super low. And you can barely hear them. And they're on mic. And then it's like this constant like, oh, my God, my ears are about to have a problem here because I don't know how to set the volume. Again, because I'm usually not seated in front of my computer when I'm listening. I'm out in the world. So a lot of the time I'm out in the street listening to your podcast. And if your guest is talking and it's and they're super low and I crank up the volume and then you come in and you talk and you blow my eardrums off, that for me, it's like it feels like public safety. <laughs> it's my health, man. I'm going to have to stop listening. I can't listen. Uh, so it is, it does, it matters. It matters a lot. And all phonic, please, you guys, you have to, even in something as simple as that, that could just level your audio so that you and your guests sound at the same volume level is a lot, for me, it's a lot more important than the actual quality of the audio itself. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know if there's another word for that, John, the difference between like. Um,
2: the loudness.
0: Yeah, like the the, l- loudness. the loudness levels of, of that versus the... And I'm, when I'm saying quality, I'm talking about, you know, I don't know how to say good quality versus bad quality in terms of like, how would you... Um, wh- what um, vocabulary would you use for somebody who's using a, a good audio like we are right now versus um, the sound that's coming from, let's say, a phone line? Isn't that... That's a little bit more degraded, right?
2: Yes. Well, again, see, for me... I like the idea of at least one of the hosts sounding like they're in a – and again, I shouldn't even say that because one of my favorite shows is I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam and they sit in a car and they have lavalier mics on and it sounds like they're in a car. So to me – and I love that show. So yes, if you really like the content, it's not going to make a difference. But what happens is if you got to ride that volume button up and down because one person's on mic and one person's off, then that is where – It's horrible. And what you have to do is you have to bring both voices up to the same loudness. And that's where, you know, normalizing and luffs come into play. And if you don't, if you're not doing that, and you're definitely going to lose a lot of people. You might get them to come for a little bit, but they're not going to stay.
0: Yeah. And and
2: that's the hardest part about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think sometimes if you do, this is when... This is when you do have to do a little bit of extra work. And I have to say that it is an a, a easier type of fix. And a lot of us don't really know that there's a problem in the first place. So I would rather um, you do a little bit of research uh, about that, the loudness of your show and to listen to your own show when you're out because it out, out in the world, meaning, you know, you listen and you see like what your experience is and listening to the show because we fall in love with our show and the content, and and we should, that's part of it. But the way that it's being received, it's, it's not what you think. And so I implore you guys to step to level it up just a little bit more. And I'm and again, it's not about big big investment. It's really just about the experience of the listener. You've got to get them in into your ears. And I have to say that there's been a couple times that I've had to stop listening to somebody because it was either too low, and I can, and I've and I've rode the volume all the way up, and I can't listen any louder, and I can't I still can't hear. Um, and or it's this. Total thing like where it's really loud and really low, and I can't do it. And I'm a fan, and I'm a huge fan. I will fight to listen to you. And then when I have to quit, there's a problem. (laughs) So, but I'm like, if
2: you have a blue Yeti or a, a blue snowball in the middle of the table and you're having a conversation with somebody else, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. You're doing it wrong. You should have a mic for each person. Because one of you are gonna, one of you are gonna sound good, and one of you are gonna sound off mic, or both of you are gonna sound off mic, unless you're like head to head, nose to nose, and nobody does an interview like that. Uh, that's tough. So you should really have one mic per person. And you know, I know everybody wants to start and get something out there. I get that. So if you're doing it right now and you're trying to get some money together to get a better setup, I guess you know that's fine. Get it out there, but just know that. It's it's hard to grow an audience anyhow, and you need every little advantage you can get. That's the way I look at it.
0: Yep,
1: hmm.
0: I agree. I I agree with that. Thank you. That's very nice. Every little advantage yeah. to set yourself a little bit higher. Yep, absolutely.
1: Yep. So absolutely.
0: Yay!
1: I agree. Ah, uh, I think. All that, right, we've done it. We've wrap done it. Puppy up. Huh? We've done it. Let's do it. Yep. we have done it and done it and done it. <laughs>
2: okay. There's no more to say. We've said it all oh my gosh
1: and there's no more okay thank you guys so much for listening to she podcasts the podcast you can check us out on the facebook the twitter the instagram at she podcasts you can also send us an email info or feedback at shepodcast.com. Um please check out once again our sponsors podcast movement Coupon code is she Emerald city productions, their websites, Emerald city pro Um, ask for the free assessment. I believe he also is offering a checklist Um, more on that next time. Thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye.